Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. and welcome to a very special episode of the Stitch Please podcast. I say all the episodes are special because I'm special and you all, my wonderful listeners are special and our guests are always special. And today we have Marcy Harrell today. I am so excited about this. I'm so excited to have her. We all know we have sewing celebrities and then we have real life celebrities. And now we have a Venn diagram with Marcy right in the middle because she's a real celebrity. And she's a sewing celebrity. I'm still like, can't get over the fact that I know somebody who knows Lin-Manuel Miranda in actual life. Like, not only like knows him, but like sang with him on actual freaking Broadway. So I feel like I'm just gonna, we can end right now and then like go look at some of her clips and read the, th- the stuff from Thread Magazine and look at all the stuff she has on her YouTube channel, as well as being an early pioneer in sewing blogging. I think you had the Una Baluna blog. You started in 2006? Uh, eight, six, something like that. Yeah, it's been over a dozen years, I think. Let me check my notes. Actually, Mm. you started on December 25th, 2008. I started on Christmas? That's fascinating. That's the oldest post online today. Wow. I'm going to have to, wow, I guess I should celebrate extra this holiday season. (laughs) You obviously should. So welcome, Marcy, to the program. Thank Thank you you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for that intro. I feel my head has grown six sizes at least. (laughs) Well, there we go. So as you should. I usually start the conversations asking you about your sewing story, but what I'm going to start instead with your, the power of your art to transform because you have transformed me from being someone who absolutely hates sewing masks to someone who just strongly dislikes it. And I consider that radical progress. Listen, that's leaps and bounds when we're talking about mask sewing. And it's also true that I I am hanging my hopes on you having the mask that will save my marriage. So let me tell you what had happened was. What had Mm -hmm. happened was my husband is very aware of my attitude toward masks. I even did a podcast episode on this back last year, early this year, we're talking about making masks. And I was like, (laughs) I don't want to make a mask. This is a failure of federal government responsibility. And if we had some true leadership in this country, we would, everyone would get masks. They would make N95s for every single person. And well, you know, that that's true. Yeah. And they would pay people to stay home. There are other ways. Why should we be using our individual sewing machines and fabrics to make life saving PPE for people? This is nonsense. So, My husband, being a wonderful person, he came home a few weeks ago from a trip to Old Navy. Oh, yeah. I know where you're going with this. And he said, look, Lisa, I bought these masks Mm -hmm. just so we could have more in our collection. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, I (laughs) was 
incensed. <laughs> I was incensed. I was the tables like, oh, have turned. How dare you? How dare you, sir? How dare you bring an old Navy mask into this house? And he was like, oh, Lisa, you don't like sewing masks, I know. But you have even said so. You've told me and many people, even people who don't ask, you mm-hmm. tell them how mm-hmm. you feel about this. And I thought, just random people on the street from random. six feet away. I don't like making masks. Yeah. Just Hello, yelling how it. are you? Not making mm-hmm. a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, Marcy, he bought those masks home. And I was so upset. I was just like, I just feel so, I feel like, I feel betrayed. Like, can I say, can I say, he knew what he was doing. (laughs) He knew what he was doing. That was clever. That was clever, husband. I had, (laughs) and y'all, this mat, the mask that Marcy does not take credit for designing the mask, but I give her great credit for making a tutorial that showed how fun and easy it was and that you could also have a husband that's standing behind you, pranking you. Uh, like popping up out of nowhere to ask for ingredients for which turned out to be a very special treat, but it was quite entertaining. So this morning in between all the other stuff I had this morning, I was great. I graded two graduate projects and left them feedback. I had a meeting just before this call and I made a mask and cut out three more. You can almost do them in your sleep. Just go on autopilot. It is so easy. So this is so easy. This is the one that I did. I love that material. Oh, I know where you got that. Yeah, but then like when it get closer. Yes. The Black Magic Leopard from Briggs. I love that. I am totally loving it. I am totally loving it. I love the, it, and it just fits so nice across the yeah. face. If I'd known about this mask back in March. In March. My life would have been so much easier and back so in it, March. You could have made 2,000. I could have made 2,000. You could have made 2000s. Maybe it's good that I didn't know about this mask back in March because I probably would have made Because you would still probably be making them right now. <laughs> I would still and be making them. Actually, you'd be making them in your sleep. You'd be in like, my sleep. Yeah. It's a great pattern. It was made by, there's another YouTuber. I'm going to say her name wrong. I think it's Romal Bad PS, but because our minds take names and break them up in weird places. I'm not sure the actual, how you actually say her name. And there's another guy, Gentleman Doll, who made a similar mask. I think like several people came up with this idea at the same time, which is why I don't know who to credit in the first place. Credit for it, yeah, that's right. I just knew that there were like, there was a Portuguese version out there and a lot of versions of centimeters. And I thought, why don't I do one in English with my mods that make it a little easier? Get that casing out of there. Who who wants extra edges of the casing? Although much props to the design and also it was a big opportunity for rob and i to be completely stupid which is how we are just about 24 7 (laughs) with each other (laughs) i love that you have an archive of what you were doing at this moment i think that sometimes people forget that what we are living through is actual history yeah yeah that's a good point in five years you can look Mm -hmm. back you won't you probably will never forget the thousand masks you made in five years, it might recede a little bit, maybe. And then you That's can... a really good point. That's a really good point because we've been wanting to start this YouTube channel for a while. We weren't seeing how to do it in New York because our apartments, it's, I love our apartment, but it's teeny. Yeah. And we both work right next to each other. Now we've got this break where we're in a house. We're still actually right next to each other. We're still, we have like Thanks five rooms in this Thanks house. A lot. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. I looked at Rob one day and I was like, we have five rooms in this house and we're still standing right next to each other working all the, here's your computer, here's my sewing machine. And we both have to be quiet when something happened with the other one. And it's, I, we just like being that close to each other. So it, it, you know, afforded us the ability to start that here. But what you say about journaling, having a document of this history that we're going through, we, there's some holes in our year in New York because we just couldn't even figure out how to document what was going on. It was just, yeah. You know, it's so funny that you say that, I think that the relationship that you have, the fact that even though you have space to be apart, you tend to gravitate Mm -hmm. toward each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems to me a beautiful reflection Mm -hmm. of your relationship and how your videos come off, not Mm -hmm. come off, because that seems like a performance, but your videos are an organic reflection, mm-hmm. it seems to me, of your relationships. Like it's the, it never feels like performative in the sense of being artificial. It feels yeah. like you are sharing something. Now, my son and I, we have been in this house. My college mm-hmm. just came home last week, and my high school student, who's a senior, has said to me on multiple, no, on one very memorable occasion, Mom, I think we are oversaturated with each other. Oh, oh, that's, oh. <laughs> That's that's so hurtful, but so eloquently yes. said. Yes, hurtful. That's so well said. Hurtful and articulately spoken. Yes. He has yes. a, a nice silver dollar vocabulary. Which yeah. He uses like when I knock on his door, not not not. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> when that sigh is so loud, it's audible. That's hard. Yes, yes. That's hard. I can feel it yeah. in my chest. I can yeah. tell. You. I can feel it in my chest when he's. I'm like. Not, Ryan, I've got to say, oh God, this woman again. He even told me once, he's like, mom, it feels like you have a sixth sense for when I'm about to relax and enjoy my life. Oh. And he knocks on the door. And I'm like, oh, well, son. you know what's funny? That's, that was you like 15 years ago. Yeah. When you were two years old. And you can, you can um, flip the tables and say, I learned it from you. I learned. You, you can I, use that now. I learned from the best. Yes. On the child. Exactly. <laughs> I learned from the best funny about your YouTube channel. And one of the things I'm excited about it is you were, you only had it for three months, I believe. We started it. I, I threw out this big thing and I don't think it was, I think it was end of 2018, maybe middle 2019. I was like, guess who's starting a YouTube channel? And I put one video up in a year. So okay, it's been up for a year, but we haven't actually started it in earnest. We really started it at the, mm-hmm mid to end of August, where we started saying, okay, we're doing like a video a week, maybe every 10 days. And we really started it. So we started with 1,600 people, I think, in August that had just like gone, oh, maybe she will do something one day. Maybe it'll happen. And then since August, since we really started, I think we're up to 22,000 people now, which blows my mind. I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of people wanted to learn how to make a mask. Yes, but they then yes. they came and found out that oh, wait, they're going to make us laugh while I make a mess. Yeah, and teach other things and give us resources. So like the Dollar Tree Hall video, for example, which I think you mentioned this is one of the like popular spikes from your channel, um, Mm -hmm. is a nice way of resourcing as well. You know, to say- Yeah, I love a Dollar Tree. That I have have three in town. And we can go to different ones. Okay, so the one out near the Kroger we know has this. Yeah. And this one up at Pantops has all the good stationery. Mm-hmm. And this one, mm-hmm. 
So the one near the mall for me, I don't go into because people in there don't behave properly. But there's two more that are wonderful. There you go. And I love them. You've got to scout them. it out. You yes. scout it out and see what. Yes, got them out. One of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about in creating the channel was you've done so much work in the sewing community, like for Threads Magazine and for Blueprint slash Craftsy. Now Mm -hmm. you have your own channel. And I guess I wanted to hear more about what are your thoughts on owning the means of production? What does it mean that you get to be the person that calls the shots? Mm -hmm. You set the production schedule, you set the standards, and you Mm -hmm. own everything. Like that's the thing that I find so exciting. And so for me, to think about you as an artist who is mm-hmm. constantly sharing your creativity with other entities and br- bringing it out to the larger public, mm-hmm. now you're doing that on your own terms. What is that like? So Rob and I are both union actors. We're yeah. both in, quote unquote, the business. And most of our work is for somebody else. It's, you get paid. There are union rules. But it's for somebody else to be able to take the reins on our own production First of all, I'm a control freak, so there's that. That's wonderful for me that I get to say, no, 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 this is <laughs> this is the angle that I want. This is what I'm going to wear in the video is a wonderful thing. It's also really special to both of us on a personal level that we're able to showcase ourselves as a couple. Because and, and things are changing now, which is great. Things are changing in the industry slowly but surely. But an interracial couple was not accepted for so long and still in many circles in many parts of but to be able to showcase ourselves as who we are and how much we love each other and that yes this dude with bald head and this girl with the massive curly hair (laughs) obviously from different races obviously very much in love that's huge for us to be able to do that blueprint craftsy was actually great because they wanted us to be ourselves Yes. Okay. They never said, I don't know if people will buy you guys as a couple, which has been said to us in many rooms. Buy you guys. Buy. Yeah. Yeah. We would go in for commercial auditions. A, a lot of times actors will be called into commercial auditions. Mm-hmm. If you have actual husband and wife right. or, or partner and partner, wife and wife, husband, and husband, they love that. Yes, because you already it, got the chemistry built in. Yeah, you already got the chemistry, yeah. We'd walk into the room, and before they could even see if we had any chemistry, they would just split us up. You just walk into the other room smiling at me. Hi, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so he would, they'd break us up before we even sat down to do the audition. So it's really nice to have that. Now, the, the other thing I want to say about taking control creatively is that, and I want to say this for all my creators out there, all my people who are making the art, Yes. That it's really nice to be able to use the machine of social media that is out there. Mm-hmm. When you're on Instagram, when you're on Twitter, Pinterest, those social media sites are using what you put out there to make money. They're using it to put every fourth picture on Instagram is an ad, which is mm-hmm. cool. Everybody wants to make money, more power to you. But if you're doing something like YouTube, there's an opportunity for you to create something wonderful and hopefully see something, see, see it a reward for what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not that money should drive our creativity, right. but it's nice to be rewarded, not just with a community, but be rewarded financially for what you do. Because this, I'll tell you what, 
the YouTube videos take a lot of work, a lot of work. And Instagram post takes a lot of work, a lot of work. And they are, they are profiting off of it. Yes, absolutely. And I think when we think about intellectual property, that Mm -hmm. some folks think about attorneys and getting involved and like Mm -hmm. trademarks and copyrights, but what it really comes down to is your creativity that Mm -hmm. you are producing and putting out into the world will be seen as content or a product for someone. Absolutely. And so why not turn that back to your, why not have it be for yourself? Marcy, I am just learning this lesson myself, like just now, like for Black Mm -hmm. Women has been out for, we, I started the organization in 2018. I started Mm -hmm. the podcast last year. We've been out for 15 months. We got 75 episodes Mm -hmm. and it doesn't live anywhere. All of the pictures that we have are all on Instagram. All of Mm -hmm. the podcast episodes live with the site host. And none of it belongs to Black Women's Stitch. And when I thought about it that way, I was like, wait a minute. So if Instagram disappears and if this thing goes flat, where will all yeah. these hundreds and thousands of hours of stuff, where will it go? Yes, and so I was like, yeah. well, yes, I need a home for my things, which is why mm-hmm. we're going to have a website coming up. I didn't even imagine it because all I want to do is mm-hmm. to talk with Black women, girls, and femmes about sewing. And that was all I was thinking about. I was all about the mission. I wasn't thinking mm-hmm. about what would happen later. But you're yes. absolutely right. And I just wonder, do you think that this is a gendered idea where somehow like women, because it's sewing related, that women tend not to think about ownership and property in this way? Or is it it's, it's, could that be part of that socialization or is well, I, it something else? That's an interesting question. I'll say in the acting side of the business that we often come across actors who, who aren't reading their contracts, mm. uh, both women, men, people who don't identify as either. I mean, we often come across that. So I don't know if it's a, a gender issue. I, I do feel like there are issues with people who create people who sew like earlier in the year, we were talking about masks when suddenly it was that we're calling on the people who sew now do this for us and not realizing that the amount of time it takes to do this and the resources and the, and the, the, the tools I have a, I have a dear friend whose machine just totally just busted from all of the PPE sewing that, that she was doing. And that's, I just, you know, that's the smoking, you know, and she's yeah. cranking out the mask. Just cranking out the, it's just smoking because I think people who create have huge hearts because I think you have to have a huge heart to, to create something out of nothing Absolutely. and to be a part of this community and, and, and you understand how much work it takes. And so when you see someone else who's made something, you're like, you made that, that took so much work. I understand it. And that opens up your heart to that other person and just grows the community. It's wonderful. But yeah, it's the concept of intellectual property. A lot of people don't think about it. And I love Instagram. I love it. I love seeing other people's creativity. I love putting stuff up there myself, but it's 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 hard when Instagram is getting more and more monetized every day. I, I feel like I go there now and almost everything I see is an ad. Yeah, yeah. And even with with people that I love for their creativity, suddenly I'm seeing I love Brillo pads, and I'm like I, yes. I'm not sure how that, but it has to do with sewing. But but okay, I'm glad you love Brillo pads. That's cool, and I can't knock it because I'm on a commercial right now for Subway sandwiches. <laughs> but that's because I'm an actress getting paid yeah, to do that. Paid for it, yeah. And I worry about my fellow creatives who might not be considering what that means in kind collaboration where you get a product. Oh, I love this product. And I put this picture up and I did this video. 
how long does that stay up? And how much is it worth to that company that is now out there for that one time in, in perpetuity? Perpetuity. And, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, I also have a, a flip side to that. It's wonderful to support small businesses. Of course. Of course. Cannot, I am all about that. But there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance where these bigger businesses can support you supporting them. Exactly. Because I think I understand a small company that has very, very narrow margins. Mm-hmm. They are not these publicly traded companies yeah, that have yeah. lots of money. You don't need to do an in-kind trade with Amazon. No, no, no. Amazon no. can afford to pay you. Yeah. They're all right. They're doing okay. They are, they are doing okay. <laughs> yes. yes. All that money they're not paying their drivers, they can make it to you. They make it. Oh, there's so many things that people in this world could do. Right? <laughs> we could be a whole nother podcast <laughs> i know it, 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 a whole nother podcast it, they should let us be in charge just for a week yeah, we, we just for a week. so much just see what we do for a week just give it a whirl give it a whirl. <laughs> we've learned in the last four years anybody can be president you don't need qualification <laughs> all you need to do is you know we won't have to drum up any kind of racist animus but we you know if they, if they give him four years they, they could at least give us seven days What's the ratio there? Four years to seven days. The drop in the bucket. Super large impact. Super <laughs> large impact. I like your idea about making something out of nothing because I mm-hmm. also do believe in the transformative properties of sewing. I just love mm-hmm. the transformation process. And I think I was reading that you started sewing as a stress reliever or mm-hmm. as something to keep you occupied when you were waiting between between jobs or when you were on set and there's a lot of waiting. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that and how that kind of affected your sewing life? I could imagine that that can be pretty exciting, that you're doing something really fun and you get to do something else really fun. Like, how mm-hmm. do you balance those two things? I always have to be doing something. I, I really can't. It's really hard for me to just sit and maybe watch a TV show. Although right now we're watching New Girl. I love it. Oh, I could yeah. sit and watch five episodes of that a night. Props to all those actors. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I did, I started it as a, a, a stress reliever, but also as a way to pull myself out of the box that the business all, all often puts me in, the racial box. Because I'm not white, I'm not black, I'm not Italian, I'm not Hispanic. I am all those things, but I'm also not all those things. Right, and so right. it's, it, yeah. And but, so it's so compartmentalize you. They want to compartmentalize yes. you and they want to yeah. make her a TV Italian. We can make her yes. this, make her yeah. that. And this yeah. is for you to make yourself what you want. Yes, because you could, if you're creating your own costume for whatever day, you are truly now creating yourself. I was always, I was taught by my parents. My brother and I were both taught that we were different and that's wonderful. And yeah. we should, we should celebrate that. Oh. But clothing really helped me hmm. fully cement that because I was always shy growing up. Mm-hmm. Very shy. I say I was super shy. Growing up. <laughs> I would put on wild outfits and stuff, but I was super shy. And when I started sewing, when I started making my own clothing on stage, I was always fine. I was always out there do whatever you want but in in real life walking around the streets like putting on the clothing that was me and not just off the rack but wearing my own armor really made me feel like myself and it helped me start talking to people outside of you know theater and tv like just in real life as marcy because i started meeting people who who created as well through the blog Yes, that's right. And and scheduled a meetup of 40 women. I was like, who am I? I'm about to walk out the door and meet 40 strangers. And I was like, just go, just go. You're okay. It'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be nice. Me it'll be nice. 
There'll be nice kids there. Don't worry. Nice. Yes. And if you get yes, kids, exactly. call me at any time and I'll come right to get you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much was it. <laughs> no, that's fantastic because I think the perception is if you can perform on stage that you can perform anywhere, but yeah. there are actors and uh, people of all professions mm-hmm. who are introverts who are socially uneasy with strangers. So that's really wonderful that you were able to think about sewing as a way to, to build community and to build community outside of your profession, outside of your job, because nobody just wants to have work friends. No, and especially, I love a lot of actors, but a lot of actors can be a little dramatic. I'm sure I can include myself in that box. And sometimes <laughs> you, don't you say. need a little bit. And sometimes you just need a, a break from the drama. You need some people who, who aren't jazz hands all the time. And yeah. <laughs> off switch, you know? Oh, like... an off switch. <laughs> okay, Carolyn from Diary of a Sewing Fanatic. Yes, yes. She, she once said to me, Marcy, do you have an off switch? That sounds like a day too. It doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I think I said no. I think I said no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic. So I know that you love brights. I know that you love bright colors. I know that you love Ankara and wax prints. I know that you like things that are super colorful. I do too. I was thinking about some of your favorite looks. What are some of the favorite looks that you've created? in the last, let's say, eight months. So uh, we know you've made a ton of masks. And so outside of the 1,050 million masks Mm -hmm. you've made, have you made anything during the pandemic time that you are Mm -hmm. really excited about? Tell you one of my favorite looks that you've done, so. Okay, well, first of all, this is sad because during this year, my sewing output has tanked because, because of First of all, the the sewing for the for the masks, for the pandemic, PPE, for hospitals, for friends, for family. And then shooting the YouTube channel takes up so much time that I'm realizing that, oh, I'm going to have to carve out an actual day where all I do is sew for myself. Yes. And that's it. It's not for a video. It's not for you know, anything but to just sew something. So my output has really tanked. But I think my favorite thing that I've sewn this year of 2020 would be the blue and purple wax print T-length ruffle strap dress. Yes. It's some birthday fabric that my parents gave me yes. from House of Mami Wata. Yes. 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 I- yes. That's that's my favorite thing that I've I've sewn this year. Oh that- and I, I have so many ideas that I want to sew this year before the year is out. And hopefully I'll get to them now that I've got the editing under my belt and I can figure out a rhythm. But that's yes. my favorite this year. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. So I don't think you made this this year. One of my favorite looks when I look back at through your channel, there's a lot of them. I love that you have a great little swimsuit that's very cool. Oh, yeah, that's the closet case, uh, closet core patterns, oh, it's now called. It's called the Sophia, what is it called? The bombshell swimsuit. Bombshell. Bombshell. That was her very first pattern that she released. That pattern is so good. It's adorable. It's super cute. I love mm-hmm. all the ruching. But the thing that really was the Wonder Woman, that's the one. The Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> the one for me i was just like this is amazing this is just i can imagine you as one of the amazons that they have in the films in the wonder woman movies i'm like i could totally see you there among the others out there kicking ass and i was like this is really great i love that i love that 
that was, I don't know. I don't know if you, I did a, I did a post on Instagram about that earlier this summer, but I wrote about how I, I had my hair completely throwed out for that, for that shoot, for that episode that we did with blueprint slash craftsy mm-hmm. now. And we did that with DC comics and uh, Warner brothers collaborated with blueprint slash craftsy mm-hmm. and Rob was helping me get ready. And we have this little dressing room after the side where we're going to do the shoot, the outfit and everything. And I had my hair all, all picked out and I was like, Oh God, they're going to hate it. And Rob said, what are you talking about? And of course they didn't hate it. They were all wonderful people. It was just my normal fear about me walking out with my hair in a quote unquote, not tame version in the business usually doesn't go well. But this was just, I walked out of the dressing room with with, with Rob and they were just thrilled. Of course. Yeah. What I love about it is that I think that a lot of, at least speaking for myself, I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, I feel like a lot of Black women need to write their own permission slips. That's very well said. (laughs) And when I saw you with that, it made me so excited because I was imagining all these other little Black and Brown girls who might be told yes. by somebody, no, 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 you can't cosplay as this and you can't do that. And yes. it's a lie that mm-hmm. these characters have been created because they're meant to appeal broadly. And so there was there's space and room mm-hmm. for us yes. to imagine ourselves into this. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like write your own damn permission slip, y'all. That's that is like. that's exactly what I wanted to put out there because they, the, the people on the other side of the table, the business side, Blueprint Craftsy, DC, Warner Brothers, they chose an interracial couple to yeah. do these episodes. They chose a woman of color to portray Batman and Wonder Woman because <laughs> I had to pick two for myself and two for the boys. And I was like, Rob, well, Aquaman, that's it because like he's going to be, he's going to be Motley Crue Aquaman. <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> but they, I, I, I felt that by, and I'm a comic book geek, I felt by them embracing a woman of color, a comic book geek to do this. I was like, this gives me, this gives me the end to just these little girls and boys who, who think that they don't, who don't see themselves in these superheroes. No, no. And DC's really great about Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Thank you. I just, I jumped up and down. I bought it almost through a ticker tape parade in our living room that that happened. I love that. That's, as it should be. If Hamilton has taught us anything, Absolutely. we do not need to see color as a barrier in a role. It's not a barrier. And I, I, yeah. I just find it so sad that you, not sad, I think that you are on the cusp because you've been in the industry for so long that you've been able to see and map important changes. And, and you've been part of these important changes. And I really love both your work for DC as well as for me, I combine it with the way that cosplay works for black and brown folks. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've had a couple of black cosplayers on the show and they talk about going to convention. They talk about like how they have to deal with so much grief and sometimes some bullshit about, no, you can't be this Japanese character because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the Japanese character is not black. And she'll say, guess what? That Japanese character is not white either, but I don't see <laughs> you not being Naruto. Yeah. You so yep, yep. You to yep. tell me that I can't be somebody. Guess what? Avatar has no white people in it, y'all. So yeah. how about we stop telling me what I can and cannot do? So yeah. I love that, that's, like breaking through the gates. It's what that's the wonderful thing about heroes and these fictional characters. They're works of fiction. <laughs> we can we can 
bring them into our lives in whatever way that we want. That's the point. That is the point. That is the point. I love that so much because if you think about something in creativity and making, even though we might use patterns to sew something, we're not trying to have it look exactly like the cover of the pattern. Yeah, no no one's making that. That's a great point. No one is making the pattern envelope as is. No. That's not the point. That is not the point. To make it your own is the point. Exactly. That's a, and that's the thing that's I love. Even if like you you and I bought the exact same pattern mm-hmm. and made it, it's still going to look very different. Even if we mm-hmm. both have fabric choices that we love things that are bright or colorful or whatever, it's still going to be different. And yes. different, as they say, is good. So yes. it's very good. <laughs> this is what I've been told since I was two. There you go. There you go. So what do you have around the corner? What are you working on next? What are some of the fun things you have going on? I know you have a lot of projects. You have an ever-growing to-do list. Your your to-do list is like a hydra. Cut off one head and two heads cut out in its place. We will return to our conversation with Marcy Harrell and her ever-growing to-do list after this break. Stay tuned. Stitch Please podcast is really growing. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and ask a favor. If you are listening to this podcast on a medium that allows you to rate it or review it, for example, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do so. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you could drop me a five-star rating, if you um, have something to say about the podcast um, and you wanted to include that, a couple sentences in the review box of Apple makes a really big difference in how the podcast is evaluated by Apple, how it becomes more visible. It really is a way to lean into the algorithm that helps to rank podcasts. So if you had time to do that, to drop a little line in the review feature of the podcast, that would be really appreciated and it would help us to grow even further and faster. Welcome back, everybody, to the Stitch Please podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork, and my guest today is Marcy Harrell. And I forgot to mention that if you are a Patreon subscriber, you have already received video footage of this interview. And so if you're a Patreon subscriber at any level of support, you get the video of today's interview. So we're going to return to our conversation with Marcy as she talks about her ever-growing to-do list. So what do you have around the corner? What are you working on next? What are some of the fun things you have going on? I know you have a lot of projects. You have an ever-growing to-do list. Your your to-do list is like a hydra. You cut off one head and two heads cut out in its place. So... just keeps going. I feel like 2020 is the year that most of us started working from home and in doing so started working harder than ever. But it just, it never stops because now that home is work, well, you're always on call. You're always ready to go because you're at the office. You're never not at the office. So yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I'm, I'm actually really thankful for 
a lot of the things that 2020 has brought uh-huh. in a weird way. Of course, there's there's been a lot in 2020 that's been extremely difficult to Yes. You know, we, we all we all know this. We know this sentence already and we've said it forever and ever and then. But there have been some opportunities that have come up that that just like making the YouTube channel, just just being able to have the space and decide we're gonna do this. I've had people calling because of the creative work that we're putting out on YouTube and on Instagram for opportunities, some of which I still can't talk about, unfortunately, but some of which I can. I'm currently a Threads digital ambassador. Uh, they decided to add another ambassador to the to the ranks. And my role, as I envision it there, is to insert some wildness. <laughs> Maybe a little levity? Can you, can you add some levity as well? I wanted to say levity. I, I mean, I can't levity. do anything without humor. I just can't. And I, 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 know how to, I know how to do a tutorial that's very cut and dry and, and by the A, a to Z. Mm-hmm. But I say I know how to do that, but I have yet to do it. So maybe I don't know how to do that. Maybe I actually only know how to do it with humor because I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it that way. I can tell you how so, to do yeah. it. Just do your regular videos, mm-hmm. but take all the passion and fun out of it. Okay, I, I can try that. Try that. I'll, I'll try that. I'll, I'll run it up the flagpole, see if it sticks. It'll be very yeah. 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 No, no smiling, no humor, no, no humor. fun. No levity, just... I did have a commenter on YouTube that said, great tutorial, too too, uh, too much fun and too many distractions. Please take those out. I was like, you might want to find another channel because I don't know how to do it another oh, way. I get so irritated by this. There's another podcast that I enjoy. It's Sewing Out Loud with the Donahue's. Mm-hmm. It's Mallory and her mother, Zidi. And... Mm-hmm. When we thought we connected and she was like, oh, I can connect you to some of our, and I was like, I think some of your fans are a little mean because they'll leave comments on their podcast. Like you two bicker too much and it's too much distraction and just deliver the information. And I'm like, bitch, what bitch number one, (laughs) number one, this is free 99. Okay. If you, if you, how are you going to set your mouth to complain about some free entertainment Two. There are books that you could read mm-hmm. and get the information the way, delivered to you in a way that is to your liking. And mm-hmm. three, you can also start your own channel and do the tutorials in the you flat. How you like. But how dare you? I just find that, I find that arrogance to be preposterous. We're definitely used to snarky comments from being in the business. It's it's just how it goes. And we actually have a lot of fun answering them. I think you were watching Cup of Sojo. We were we were answering some of those. That's yeah. our second most popular video is just us sitting around with some coffee talking about the comments. We had a great time doing that, actually. Yeah, exactly. It was nice just to sit and let the camera go. Yeah, and not have to wasn't it, wasn't it, didn't someone say that you guys were sheeple because you made masks? Yes. Was that- yes. That was fun. It's nice to be able to address those comments with humor because listen, everybody's got an opinion. And in this day and age, it's very easy to share your opinion. Very true. And that's, and that's just fine. That's just fine. Everybody can like what they like and don't like what you don't like. That's fine. But you also yeah. have to tell me. That's my part. I think that you don't have to tell me what you don't like about what I'm doing. Like, I would rather, I don't understand what you hope to gain from that. Am I yeah. gonna? Oh my gosh! A stranger on the internet doesn't like what I've said. I know. Now recalibrate my entire life. 
it's a double-edged sword because if you're putting yourself out there, you're yes. putting yourself out there for people to see, then you got to be ready for people to criticize yeah, it, it if they're going to. Not be yeah. so sensitive, yes. Yeah. But by the same token, do you do you know Mr. Domestic? I have heard of him, but I've never met him in person. I know his account. Well, you got it. Yeah, get into his account. He he is fond of putting up posts that say, hey, yeah, so if you don't like my free content, if you don't like the fact that I'm actually sharing my opinion on my free content, that you would enjoy my free content, my free content, yeah, you can just go follow somebody. <laughs> he cracks me up because it's true that that especially on Instagram, a, a lot of the content is put out there for free. Your podcast is put out there for free unless people so kindly want to make a donation to support it. And unless can- people watch the commercials on our YouTube channel, they're mm-hmm. watching it for free. And these are the things that help us create more content. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? If the people who want to throw some snark down watch the commercials so that we could get a couple pennies to make more content that they could put some stuff down on. That's just fine. That's fine. We'll take the snark. Because, because there, there are people out there who are enjoying it and it's bringing them a smile and we'd like to keep doing that. I think, that's, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that there is a nice balance that you have to strike between mm-hmm. understanding an audience, knowing an audience, being grateful for an audience, but yes. not feeling like you have to pander. No, and and not feeling you have to change yourself because because listen, not everybody's gonna like you. There are plenty of people who don't like me. Sometimes I don't like me. Like they 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 just don't they just don't all have to like me. It's okay. You you have to you have to have a thick skin to put stuff out there. Very true. And you have to accept that you're not for everybody. That's, yeah. that's very yeah. true. That's very true. And that, I think that's an important boundary in life as well. You have to find the ways and do things and to navigate this very challenging world we're living in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know who you are. You know what I mean? What yeah. you'll stand mm-hmm. for, you know what you'll accept, what you'll want. And mm-hmm. I think that that's also super helpful. And, and you know, that's, some, that's something about Threads too. They know who they are. Threads Magazine is what Threads is when you come yeah. to it. And I've, I've loved Threads for, well, since I started sewing. Yes. A, a dozen years ago, and I know to many people a dozen years ago does not talk that much, but let's just say I sew a lot, so I, got, do, I think do. I got my 10,000 hours in it. This yeah, you can do there's a lot of, there's a lot of downtime as an actress. They, they have a very clear vision, and I love that, yeah. and I hope that, I hope that I can fit in there in a way that's organic or, or maybe that's a little bit quirky and different, because, yeah. because I, I think it's important to, to bring a new generation into Threads Magazine. It's such a wonderful publication. It's so important and you can learn so much from it. And the the people that work there are fantastic. I love them all. I'm so excited for you joining the Threads family. It's so funny because I just, I had my renewal notice came in the mail the other day. Mm -hmm. I took it out and I'm like, okay, I I got my, I got the envelope and the little stuff. Mm -hmm. Write the check because I'm going to resubscribe. Now I'm definitely going to resubscribe. I will be digital. Uh, There there might be some that make it into the magazine magazine like the but wax still, article, but yeah. still, the whole umbrella yeah. I, I think if they are making a decision to support you and to mm-hmm. and to put you in their roster I think mm-hmm. they're moving in the right direction I think that threads is known for really beautiful clean sewing they mm-hmm. want more people to sew they want people to yes, sew well yeah. they want people to develop confidence with skills mm-hmm. um, and I feel like the threads audience is aging a mm-hmm. lot of folks in the industry are aging and if they can't reach people where they are, if you can't tap into mm-hmm. having young folks and people that are younger than the median age of sewists, then mm-hmm. how do you have a future for your industry? Yeah. And I feel like what by having 
digital ambassadors in the first place, but also having you in particular as a digital ambassador, what that opens for them is a door into whole new communities. And it's communities that they need. The fact that your channel has blossomed so quickly in just the last four months that you've been really putting in and cranking out the videos every week, Mm -hmm. I think that's a sign of some of that kind of energy that they they can bring to their platform that you are doing for them. I think it's very generous of you. And I think that this is a really great um, alliance that the two of you are going to have. I think that they're going to benefit from this a great deal. I yeah. hope so. I, th- I think, I think it'll be good for both of us. I, yes. I really yes. I love supporting. Yeah. This yes. publication. Yeah. I really do hope that it's a wonderful mutual aid thing for you because I just feel like threads magazine. It's wonderful, but a little fuddy duddy is the wrong word. Maybe more conservative perhaps. Um, it's a different sense of style. It's a certain sense of style, but like you said, it's very clean, such clean, very clean. So, but it's also very out there. Like some of the, the applique work and some of the techniques are just like, wow. The things that Kenneth King does. Oh yes. I took with him once. He's awesome. He's great. I, I, I did a very short leather course with him mood once where he just talked about leather. I just listened to him talk 45 minutes. I remember pull out his animal hair coat. Years ago, Luke used to have all these free classes. Remember, you could just go there and yes, yeah. Oh, remember well, that's that that was happening when when I was a Mood Sewing Network blogger. Yes, yes. Which which I eventually left because I needed to make some decisions about companies that support the creator while they are supporting them as well. I learned a lot during Mood. Mm-hmm. Sewing network a lot because I got to play with a lot of very fancy fabric that sure. I would not have played with otherwise. <laughs> but eventually you look at it and you think, oh, it took me 25 hours to make this garment. 25 hours is a lot for three yards of fabric. You know, it's a lot. And I I, I applaud people who, who want to get into that kind of relationship to learn and to, to grow their audience and to meet new people. But yeah. you have to really weigh when is this benefiting me? Yes. As much as it's benefiting the, the, yeah. the other person. Yeah. No, I think that's a beautiful point. And what it's making me think about something I've been trying to work on, Marcy, is managing my time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, for example, that the podcast, I love this podcast. I love Black mm-hmm. Love Stitch. It's a huge passion project for me. I'll spend hours and hours editing and I'm not even that great at it. So it just takes me a long time because I'm not good, but I'll spend hours editing and then doing promotions and then writing letters and all that. And I never keep track of how long it takes me. And one of my friends said, oh, yeah. you should set a timer and see how long it takes you to do an episode. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. But the reason that it's so useful to do is because like, you know, I love Maxine Waters and reclaiming my time. I love that. But how do you reclaim your time if you're not being honest with yourself? Yeah. I think that the decision that you're talking about, 25 hours of work for three Mm -hmm. or even six yards of fabric. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Who are trying to to get started for folks who Mm -hmm. have more time than they have other resources. That's fine. I'm happy to do that. But at the same time, it's like what they're getting out of it is like a permanent resource of you, of you. Like your image mm-hmm. is permanent, your writing is permanent, yeah. and they yeah. can turn to that again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And you, you do it once, and where's your benefit? So yeah. I think that some difficult conversations about the ethics of labor in yeah. sewing community, in the blogosphere, and I think that you, because you create such beautiful things, you obviously have that because you do that, but you also have the insight. And the experience to say, hey, 
what I am doing is labor. Yeah. Because this is what I do for a living. This is actually my job to create. It it might be a character that's not myself, but I, but I know what it is to create. I, I think that we don't like to talk about the monetary side of things, the business side of things, because we feel if we do that, it, it belittles or it weakens our creative juices. Like that, that dress I made, if I put a price on it, then that it becomes a, it becomes goods. Yeah, a commodity rather rather than something that I, I that I that was born out of my head and like right. my heart, you right. know. So it's hard for us to talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's so true, and I think I mean that's one of the reasons that I was going back to thinking about it as a gendered question, which I think you're right; it doesn't necessarily have to be. But I keep thinking about people who have vocations, like a teacher, for example. Mm-hmm. But you think about t- everyone loves teachers, and teachers are so great, and yet we don't pay them. Yeah. Know? And we expect teachers to do all sorts of work for free. <laughs> Out of the goodness in their hearts, because you're, if you're a teacher, you're probably a good person. Exactly. <laughs> you, yes. know? Yes. you are. Like my mother taught public school for 40 years. My, mm-hmm. my mother-in-law taught public school for decades and decades. I teach at a public university right now. I get it. But mm-hmm. this idea that somehow the love of the student is enough. I'm like, the love of students is not going to pay my mortgage. And oh, you- I- and yet, if you're, yeah. if you're supposed to, if you're a teacher, you're supposed to buy all the supplies for your class. And if you mm-hmm. ask for extra enumeration, and goodness forbid, if you want to go on strike, you become like a monster under a breeze that, yeah. that eats babies. That's what you yes. are, you baby-eating troll monster, you. <laughs> come, come into these classrooms. How dare you go on strike? And it's like, yeah, because people go on strike because they need better working conditions. And like, sometimes it's the only way to get something done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So 2020 was a very hard, a very difficult year in all Mm -hmm. types of ways. It felt like it was the year where days became months. But months became minutes as well, weirdly. I feel like time in my life actually broke. I remember this vividly. I looked at my laptop computer and it said 2.10. And I was convinced that it was 2.10 in the morning, 2.10 a.m., And I looked up out of the window and it was bright daylight. And I was like, oh shit. I have lost lost the ability to tell night from day. It's I'm a baby. Like I I sleep at 3 a.m. I sleep at at 2 p.m. Like I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm up at 6 a.m. It's just nonsense. And I'm hoping for some more order. But what what are some of the things about 2020 that you would like to keep? Anything about 2020 that you would like to keep? And I will tell you mine. Well, I'll I'll ask you yours first, and then I'll tell you mine. I would like to keep, and I won't say, I won't say the wokeness, because I'm actually not a fan of the term woke. I think a lot of people now use it as a a catch-all. Yeah. I, I would like to keep the awakening. Yes. The vibe that people are starting to get, where they're starting to look at, other people in their lives and in their circles that they never understood the problems that other people were going through. Mm-hmm. I'd like to keep that. I would like it to keep going in the correct direction, which I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think it has to get a lot worse before it gets better. And unfortunately I, th- I think it's, it's headed to worse before it gets better. It's, it's headed into even more compartmentalizing 
mm-hmm. races mm-hmm. before we can open up and see mm-hmm. the, the vastness of yeah. race. Oh, I heard this great speech from, from a motivational speaker. I'm calling him a motivational speaker. I'm not sure that's actually what he was, but it was on a panel of about biracial actors in the business. Okay. And uh, most of us were like, he, blog post on this um, from a few weeks ago, I think it's on your blog. Yeah, I spoke about it for a second and, and actually biracial, most of us are way more than biracial, <laughs> multiracial actors in the business. And he talked about, I think he said race was, is a construct. It's actually you know, ethnicity yes. is a thing. So it's, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot to be talked about. And I, I don't know, I don't know. I think it's going to get smaller before it gets bigger, unfortunately. I think so too. And I think for me that I think that these different kind of fragmentations, because my field is African-American literature and African-American culture, mm-hmm. that's what I specialize mm-hmm. in. I'm in a department where things are fragmented, but we are still one department. And so that, that this notion that separation isn't about diminishing. It's mm-hmm. not about diminishing. It's about trying to find healing spaces for mm-hmm. people to, that's how I imagine what I am doing is, uh, is thinking about these healing spaces because I think folks do need spaces where they can find themselves and feel comfortable and not have mm-hmm. to explain when you spend so much of your life feeling like you have to be some kind of translator of your life. It's nice to not have that. And so that's the kind of haven that I like to think of my organization as. And, and maybe you need a, a box in order to do that in mm-hmm. with, with no outside. outside yeah. it, and, and of course it, it does mean that there's certain things that I will do or not do as part of this organization, but I definitely am trying to maintain that vision of mm-hmm. the of this kind of healing and restorative space. I've been really like enjoying the growth of the organization. It's just, it, it was like a salvific kind of experience for me after so much other trauma and other things as an organizer mm-hmm. and all that. And so I I offer no apologies about that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, speaking of 2020 that I wanted to keep, you mm-hmm. have a really great answer about awakenings. Mm-hmm. I want to keep curbside pickup <laughs> and I want to keep Zoom church. Wow. <laughs> yes. Those That's, are the things I want to keep. Those are, I did not expect those answers. I have to tell you that. I, I like, I like that. Yeah. I'll say I might want to, I might want to keep masks. How weird is that? Here, here's, here's what I want to keep about it. I like the idea that if you're feeling ill or under the weather, mm-hmm. you put a mask on. To, to do your business that you got to do during the day because you care about the other person. This is something that has been around in other cultures for yes. decades. Yes. This, this is yes. just, this is just Only common more. courtesy, holding the door open for a person saying, yes. please and thank you, put your mask on because you're sneezing all over everybody. Yes. I mean, that's, 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 that would be a nice thing, I think, to take away from 2020. Like everybody knows how to make one now. Apparently, or they know somebody who will make one for them. Or they can even watch a video. Or they can watch a video. Or they can watch a video to do a very easy, essentially, easy. four seams, essentially. Four seams, that's it. That's all it is. Four seams. Yeah. Four seam math. Mm-hmm. Lots of, yeah, that's definitely true. We have the power to yeah. be nice to other people. <laughs> and that goes back in some ways to the awakening that you want to keep, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that people are learning to be aware of other people. I saw this really hilarious yes. 
this really hilarious meme. Someone said, I'm going to keep this mask thing after the pandemic because I cannot believe I've been letting y'all breathe on me all this time. That takes it back and throws it on yourself. How do I live in this world with all of you people? <laughs> like, that's what it is about. But it's a good point. It's a good point. I think we're all going to be a lot more hygienic after this year. I would hope I think. so. I have actually, can I just say, I have always been hygienic. I have always oh, I, I couldn't believe the numbers on how people do not wash their hands. I was in an airport bathroom once. This just jogged my memory for this. Because we walk around and our hair is different and other. And so people want to touch it. And so I'm I'm in an airport bathroom. No, no, no. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's not too gross. The the thought. I know exactly. Keep going. Keep going. This woman, we were washing our hands. No, Sorry. I was washing my hands at the sink and she came out of a stall and she said, your hair is so beautiful. I said, thank you. She said, can I touch it? And just came up to me with arms outstretched. I was like, I'm no, no, you can't. I'm leaving. You might want to wash your hands. You know, you just came out of a stall. I don't care what you did in there. You still have to wash your hands. We're in a bathroom. I don't care if so, you're um, a phone call. Like you are not- just nothing. I don't care what you did in there. I don't care if you walked in there just so you could adjust your shirt. You're still in a bathroom. You have to wash your hands before oh, putting them on my. Hair. I knew. I knew exactly where you were going. I knew exactly where you were going. I was like somebody walked out of the toilet and wanted to fondle your hair. Just, just straight to it. Just straight to it. It was almost like she was mesmerized by my hair and just couldn't help herself which thank you for the compliment but also no <laughs> oh <laughs> that's the yeah i woke up this morning thinking i would like a stranger's genital germs in my hair by the end of the day that is exactly what i want that is the that is the who, treatment my hair needs who, who wouldn't want such a thing who wouldn't want such a thing <laughs> so your next big projects are for the threads digital ambassador i'm super super excited do you have yeah. any fun videos that you all are planning for 2021 we have a lot of videos going between. I've actually had a lot of emails and comments again about my hair, about taking care of it and how I do it. And this is for a lot of younger people yeah. who are coming into the realization that our hair is acceptable now. Yes. And we don't have to, we can do whatever we want to it. That's we right. can straighten it. We can relax it. We can put it in braids. We can pick it out. We can do all of those things, but they want to learn how to do, how to do all it. of those things. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm no hair guru. I pretty much do one thing with my hair. <laughs> That's it. And I'm done with making it small for, for TV, which I'm, I'm embracing. So okay. I'm going to work at, there's going to be some hair videos. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. There's, and of course it's not just going to be about hair because back from when I started the sewing blog, I just can't seem to talk about the things that I'm supposed to talk about. My sewing poster always, here's a dress, but here's a story that has nothing to do with it. So yeah, the hair video, but, we'll show you how to do it. But see, you're, a, you're a holistic person. You yeah, have a total like a, whole life. And you want to occupy all parts of your life at the same time. At the same like, time, uh, yeah. In, and this is another example of owning the means of production. Your blog mm-hmm. can be the way you want it. Your mm-hmm. YouTube channel can be the way you want it. Your hair can be the way you want it. And being able to empower people and Mm -hmm. empower other folks to do something similar, I think is a Mm -hmm. really generous gift. So I think that's fantastic. That that is the main thing we want out of this. We want to make people smile. We, we, We want to give them a smile. We want to give them a laugh. 
maybe along the way they're enticed into something up. It's, it's like a Jedi mind trick, a subliminal message. <laughs> oh, suddenly they're sewing something. <laughs> or or just going about their day with a little more levity yes. than they might normally because there's yes. a lot of... It's the opposite of levity. There's a lot of the opposite of levity. <laughs> despair. Uh-huh. There you go. That's the word. There's a lot of despair. There's a lot of despair. And so I, and I, I think for me, one of the things I love about your sewing videos is that you remind people that sewing is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. This even is when you have to seam rip it, it's supposed to be fun. Even when you have to seam rip it, it's supposed to be fun. It's not, it's not I think fun. seam ripping is wonderful. It's like a, it's like a, a time machine. <laughs> it's a time machine. I know something. Some people were saying, I have some friends who are like, oh, I think about, I think unpicking seams is very zen because I can focus and pick mm-hmm. the itch. And I was like, I too bad you don't live closer to me. So you can actually give you lots of zen experiences to unpick. Lots of meditation <laughs> and charge for it. That's the kind of friend I am. I'm the yeah. kind of friend who wants my friends to be happy. And if you are mm-hmm. made happy by unpicking seams, I will certainly give you some seams. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Oh my gosh. This has been such a delight, Marcy. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to have you come back on the program sometime when you can speak about the things you cannot speak about right now. I know there's um, so many things I want to tell you about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, let's just say, let's put a pin in it and we can mm. come back to it later on this year. But for now, where can people find you on the socials? I know we, we of course, the YouTube channel, but where else can we find mm. you? On the socials, I'm I'm at Marcy Harrell on everything. After oh. after Rob was like, "Hey, babe, why don't you let people know your real name rather than just Una Baluna?" I was like, "Hey, that's an interesting idea. I might try that." <laughs> so on all the socials, I'm at Marcy Harrell on Instagram, on Twitter. Although words words in a box aren't as delightful to me as a picture to go along with them, so I'm definitely more active on Instagram and uh, the YouTube channel, of course, and uh, Facebook, which is really just tied to Instagram. Okay. They're the same thing. They are. But I have a whole nother, you know, group of people there that don't want to comment on Instagram. So we get to engage there. And of course the blog is still Luna Baluna. Oh yeah, Um, of course. I can't change that because that's, that's the granddaddy. That's the grandma. That's that's a dozen years. You've had that for a dozen years. A dozen years. Yeah. Wow. That's that's weird. To hold on to. Not meant to be changing those names up like that. Yeah. Not that one. It's loud. I think in internet history, a dozen years is. It's like, it's like the millennium or something I know. for I sure thank you marcy this has been so much fun i am so delighted I, i'm so grateful and you'll we'll have to get you to come back because we didn't talk about vintage sewing machines we didn't talk about cocktails we didn't have well we didn't talk <laughs> about your love of profanity which i share um, <laughs> maybe so, it's better we didn't talk about that yes we had lots of other categories that we did not discuss so we will mm-hmm. have to revisit these in addition to the new projects that will be unfolding this year in 2021 so thank yes. you so much you are You're welcome <laughs> thank you I had so much fun <laughs> You've been listening to the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out with, to us with questions, you can contact us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, P A T R E O N 
And you can find Black Woman Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really, really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcasts directories or services allow for reviews but for those who do for those that have a star rating or just ask for a few comments if you could share those comments and say nice things about us at the stitch please podcast that is incredibly helpful thank you so much come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together